0: Hey everyone, welcome to another Abuan Shorts episode. I'm actually very proud of us because we've been very consistent with these Abuan Shorts mini episodes.
1: Yay us. Like I was I'm actually surprised as well. Like the fact that we're actually doing this consistently, proud of us.
0: You know the thing is, I prefer them to longer episodes because it's like we call each other up, we're like, okay, let's record on this topic the same moment we record the episode and then we're good to go. It's like it's fun to do. yeah
1: I don't think I don't think you guys understand how much effort we put into our longer episodes because we actually like do our research you know actually go in depth into the story because we don't like to do stuff half ba- half baked you know so this is this gives us the fluidity to talk about whatever you want to talk about without making it into a huge topic
0: exactly we're credible people like we do our research yeah. the majority of the time when it's our opinion, it's our opinion. But otherwise, it's facts, straight yeah. facts.
1: Yeah, always. No I'm just joking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today we're going to be discussing genetic tests. And an example of uh, the genetic tests that exist out there is 23andMe. It's pretty famous. And it's a company that actually named, um, named themselves after the 23 pairs of chromosomes in the normal human cell. So what you do is basically you provide a saliva sample, for those of you who don't know, you provide a saliva sample from home, and then you mail it you mail it back to their lab. They collect the saliva samples, they extract DNA from the samples, and then what they do is they try to detect variants that are present and that are distinct and unique to you, because generally around 99.5% of the human DNA is the same for everyone, right? So... What they then do with that information is they create a personalized report based on the scientific and established literature that's out there in the world and then um, you get this report, right? It's online or whatever. The Health and Ancestry service provides you with insights on your genetic health risks, like carrier status to different diseases, traits, wellness and your ancestry of course so they put an asterisk beside health risk risks and carrier status because what they're saying is that they're not 100 percent certain about these genetic health risks that you're going to get right they're saying there's a chance even though we tell you that this gene is present in your um genome it doesn't mean that you're going to get the disease right and the reason why is because you know did you hear about the whole scandal in 2013 about 23andme nope what happened Uh, apparently the fda they were supposed to get fda approval because they were giving out like proper diagnoses to to people they're like oh yeah you have this gene so that means you're gonna get this disease in like five to ten years you have this kidding. so you're predisposed to this so like uh, there was this whole issue about it yeah there was like this whole issue about it and everyone was like customers were receiving like inaccurate health results right
1: okay so i just want to ask you a question um because we're probably going to go talk about more about 23andme but what do you think about genetic testing in general like would you do it well i think wallahi it's
0: extremely problematic like how are you giving all of your genetic information to a random party right like imagine these people know everything that you're made of literally they know everything you're made of right so they can in terms of like for example let's say they have your your information you're applying for a job, and then this job gets access to your genetic information, they know you're going to get a certain disease in like 5 to 10 years, they just choose to reject you, right? They're like, okay, we can't deal with this person's health bills that they're potentially going to have to, we're potentially going to have to pay to cover their insurance, right? So we're just not going to hire them. Why bother with all of this hassle?
1: The thing is, with 23andMe, it's not like, okay, the information that they get out of 23andMe, okay, to elaborate, First of all, 23andMe, whatever you do with it, they will not, they said that they will not explicitly give out your single information. Like they won't say, Umar Khair's genetic information is so and so. However, they will pull the data and give it. As a bulk information and so what they do is they give this information to third parties such as like companies that need genetic information for whatever they they want to do product that they're trying to make or research so it's anonymous however like you said insurance companies could buy this information and they could be like oh black women from the ages of uh, 20 to 25 are more are more likely to get so-and-so disease so we won't be hiring them for so-and-so job
0: that's crazy it's it's crazy for a whole corporation to just not hire based off of You know, the percentage of this person getting this disease because they're from this ethnicity, which is crazy, because if you think about it, there are research papers that are already like population genetics papers that are already publishing this kind of stuff. Right. So isn't it already out there?
1: The reason why I actually wanted to talk about this was because back in October I was reading this paper and it was talking about um, I think it was talking about blood pressure and so and they got their information from twenty three and me literally pulled information from twenty so three and me. So they did a meta. They did a meta analysis. <laughs> from twenty three i'm I'm sitting there thinking to myself do people that do these tests know that we're using their information to make actual scientific research like do they know that their genetic information is being used like this because the government could use it and make like legislation based on these kind of stuff do you understand what i'm saying especially because we don't have any rules set in place ethics set in ethic privacy policies set in place for genetic information because it's such a randomly evolving field so you don't actually have anything to stop these people from using your information right now in 2017 canada actually made like passed a bill saying that oh uh, what do you call it? private organizations can use they can't use this this information for so and so but it's not exclusive and it's not very in depth
0: it's still going to be in the back of their mind and they're still going to be when that person walks into the interview they're going to be like okay this person is you know of african descent you know, you never know what, they're probably going to get this disease. You know, it'll be, they'll be biased towards people that because, come in for interviews.
1: Because companies care about money and they will do anything exactly, to, to save, save on money. money.
0: Yeah, exactly. But you know, I don't know if like in that aspect, I don't know if like shutting down a company like 23andMe is going to help because there's researchers that are doing this kind of stuff. But my thing is there was a special case where in the States where there was someone who, so the police managed to get a subpoena. They mm-hmm. actually um, obtained information, genetic information, where they found, like, a partial match between... So the guy's name was Michael Usury. And apparently, mm-hmm. they subpoenaed uh, 23andMe to get this information, and... They tried to tie him to a murder case, which he eventually was found to be not guilty of. So he wasn't even guilty. It's just based off of the fact that they're like, okay, this, you know how they pull the data, like you said, they found yeah, yeah. a partial match. They're like, okay, we're going to go to this guy and we're going to, based off of this information, try to arrest him for this crime. Ended the fact up be- not they being. they could do that. Exactly. It ended up that he wasn't guilty of this. And this case, I think they did this in like 2013, I believe, and... This case was, so a lady was murdered and this happened like in the 90s, like the the late 90s. So you can imagine, like if they're able to do this, you never know. The government can, when your information's out there to be honest with you, I just don't trust anything. Anything can happen and I don't trust anyone.
1: Like- not only that, not only that, can we just, we work in labs. Like we know what mm-hmm. goes down in a lab. Exactly. Like how How are you 100% sure you're not mixing, uh, what do you call it, people's samples. Genetic contamination oh, not, with other people. All the time. It happens mm-hmm. all the time. More likely yep. than not, it happens. And so basically, like you are literally, you know, you're doing it for a trend. You know, you want to know your ancestry. You want to know where you're from. It's fun. It's amazing. Genetic information is amazing like genetic testing is a beautiful thing science but at the cool. same time yeah <laughs> science is really cool but at the same time do you know what you're doing just for a couple of youtube videos or and also like i wanted to go back to this as black african especially us east African and somalis do you mm-hmm. know how much information 23andme actually has like their threshold their baseline their reference for black people um i'm just gonna read you a little thing on 23andme Mm -hmm. so they said that only a fraction of the genetic research studies done to date include people with african ancestry according to Mm -hmm. recent recent data focusing on this disparity only about 19 percent of that is from people of non-european descent and about two percent of that is for people with african ancestry do you know how many people are african in this world right we're definitely not two percent what is the validity
0: of you sending in something and then the results based on
1: two percent data
0: yeah It's just based on Caucasian data, right?
1: (laughs) Based on Caucasian data, they're going to tell you you're X percent Sub-Saharan African, which I could tell you if I look at you. Like, do you understand? So you're selling away your information on, like, the disease probability for you to get heart disease or probability for you to die earlier or whatever it is.
0: Yeah, you're going to pay $200 for that? I can tell you that. Pay me the $200, Wallahi, at the end of the day. Like, it doesn't make any sense for you to do that. Do you know what's crazy, though? Other than the fact that it's scary that they'll have all this information... Um, you know, some people have actually been scarred by 23andMe in terms of like families breaking apart. So apparently this guy who's, and I read this, um, online, there's a guy that's like a stem cell biologist and he did this test for fun. He's like, Oh, this is really cool. Why don't I buy it for me and my parents? And we'll, we'll have like a little family bonding thing and figure out like our ancestry and all of that. Right. Tell me how these people all do the test. And he finds out from their website that he has a half brother. (laughs) And the parents, like the parents, the, the mom didn't know. So apparently the dad cheated on the mom and he has a half kid that, you know, none of them know about. And the parents eventually, you know, they got divorced. The family, that no one's talking to the dad anymore. So this 23andMe is breaking apart families too.
1: No, let me tell you something hilarious that what do you call it someone and you told me so basically some girl that her her what do you call it her nephew is dating too much information but mm-hmm. basically she has like really curly hair black curly hair and she's irish right and her mom is irish and her dad died when she was younger right so her dad's mm-hmm. dead but her mom's still alive and she's pretty old like in her 80s so she does, she does a 23and meet us with her boyfriend and she finds out she thinks she's 100 irish she finds mm-hmm. out she's like uh, jewish she's basically jewish wow. and when you look at her you see a jewish person so she goes to her mom and she's like mom what's up with this and she's like oh i had a fling with this guy um a couple of years back wow. like literally just basically like that and i guess the mom is at the point where she doesn't care anymore because the husband's not alive like why would she care but yes. basically she told her yeah your dad's not your dad just like that, that.
0: i find that to be so, so crazy like that is that, just that happens
1: yeah like, that's what this is this test is doing yeah
0: the way that they just have like a little um there's like a little option in the bottom of the page you can click on like oh potential matches or something like that because you know if you have a certain similarity with another like a certain percentage of similarity be- between two people mm-hmm. that means you have to be related right mm-hmm. so like It'll be like, if and if someone that you're related to that you don't know of did the test, you'll find them, right, on the website. Yeah. So the fact that you could just click on a box and figure out you have a half-brother or half-sister or, you know, your dad's not your dad or your mom's not yeah. your mom, that's crazy. That's just, I don't know why anyone would do that.
1: Even if you're taking the test and you want to know if you have half-siblings, the other person doesn't. For example, let's say another person wouldn't want that. you It's just... You know, do you know I'll what know you're doing? Lines. Do you know what you're doing? I just can't get over the fact that it's actually not giving you the information you're looking for. Like, you, literally, it's not giving... You could do a history test and a genealogy test that's just, like, on paper to get... You'll get more information out of that than you will as an African from 23 Me. To be honest, like, unless... I would, I would recommend people just go to a genetic counselor. If you're really worried about your own genetic, uh, what do you call it? If you have a, a history of Diseases a genetic disease or something, go to an actual you know person who actually could give you information on your genome. But like at the end of the day, um, these genetic counselors, doctor-patient
0: confidentiality, they cannot give out your information. And if they do give out your information, you don't have to work a day in your life because you just sue them for $10 million and that's it, right? You're good to go. But like these people, they fully tell you on their website, you know this, and this might happen. We might disclose. You know, like you can't. We can't guarantee. Like there's so many. You know terms and conditions. Like oh yeah, if you do this, 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 this. Like nothing is set in stone. So the fact that someone would just voluntarily go sp- spit in this little tube and send it over, and that's it. Your whole genome is known
1: to the world. It's because it's a trend too, and I feel like as we on go YouTube, on yeah. to the yeah, as you go on into the future, and you know obviously the world will get more advanced. And I'm telling you right now, like in being in the genetic field like you know genetics the the study of genomics is like advancing every single day and to have your information out there for people to just use it you never know how people are going to be using that literally it's worse than uh, your personal information because you could just switch that up any day but you can't switch up your genome you can't change your genetic information i
0: feel like your genome is your most private possession why would you want anyone to know exactly what you're made of? Everything that makes yeah. you,
1: you. It's crazy. You, you, Basically, you, you. And there's so much we don't. The thing is, there's so much we don't know. What do you find out years from now that you're, you're one of people that could cause, you know, like a disease or something. Mm-hmm. And literally, you get singled out. I'm very hypothetical at this point, but <laughs> I, I over-exaggerate everything. <laughs> because I feel like if you have the information, you could do whatever you want with it. That type of first thing. Right? so it's like why give why give away the information right.
0: one of my worst nightmares is like doing these kind of tests and figuring out in like 10 to 15 years i'm gonna have this disease you know like and then just dreading it like just waiting for it to come you know it's just it's crazy yeah
1: Yeah. it's like like that's the, the, the in the end of the day it's like would you rather know or not know you know that's the thing is if it's like if it's prognosis if it's like a disease a genetic disease where prognosis and like would actually help you or with treatment like the earlier you find out the better it is then yes definitely
0: but then there's some diseases you can't really do anything about it you have it you have it there's no known cure like as of now there's no known cure and you might get it in 10 years and you know you know that you're going to get it in 10 years. so And there's nothing you could do. You just have to sit around. I guess some people would say, oh, I'll just enjoy life. I'll live my best life to the fullest. But that's to the me, thing. I'd rather live in bliss. But that's the thing, know.
1: if you, you yourself knowing you could do whatever you want with it, imagine someone else using that information against you. Okay, They have the information, you are about to do anything about it, but they're like, hey, we think you're a risk. We're, we don't want to give you insurance, we don't want to give you this, we don't take away all your rights and all your things just because of your genetic information that you decided not to do anything about. Because if I you're going to die, so you're going to die, you know? Like I think t- it's crazy that till now,
0: there are no ethical um, like guidelines on how yeah this information
1: can be used
0: because like it just doesn't make any sense to it's me a ra- it just doesn't i know it's, it's new it's
1: rapidly developing you know that's why it's rapidly changing as well like every day we find something new and figure out something new and so they, they can't keep up mm-hmm. and also like science scientists really like to keep their information in the community mm-hmm. <laughs> for some reason they don't like, like hiding the, things. whatever discoveries it's not like they're hiding it but it's like in journals and stuff it's not accessible to the regular person mm-hmm. and how would it get to legislation legislation you know you'd have to take it there and who would do that to end it all
0: would (laughs) you I think we already know but would you ever ever think about doing this kind of a test ever
1: me yeah you would you Um, I'm in the lab I could do it myself myself (laughs) Literally, yeah, you could just do DNA, PCR, DNA
0: sequencing, whatever. Just use the machine.
1: Literally, we have a clinic that actually does genetic testing. I'm going to go to my professor and be like, hey. I want to know my if genome. Have, yeah, literally, if I wanted to know, that's what I would do. Yeah, But I would not trust the kit. No. I would not do that. Do you know what? I was I was in
0: the elevator of our building. Our building is like a cellular and biology building, right? So everyone's doing cell research and like they know all the techniques and whatnot. And some guy in the elevator was like, oh, I know this guy that did PCR in his house. <laughs> how? I'm just, I'm trying to listen in on the conversation. I'm like, how the hell do you do PCR in your house? Tell me how this guy had, like, five different water baths for all yeah, the set yeah. temperatures.
1: Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> and he would put the sample... Elongation, extension, denaturation. Would, are you he kidding me? Like, <laughs> extension. He had a water bath for each one.
0: And he would place it, it in each water now. bath for so a certain number of
1: minutes. I'm going to
0: try it now. <laughs> that's a real scientist. Talk to me when you can do PCR in in your room, okay? That's that's when you I can... I don't think people, people know level, what PCR okay? is. <laughs> well, I think well, this I is science lingo. <laughs> it was the
1: funniest thing okay guys thank you for listening to this short um let us know if you guys would do genetic testing if you would buy the kit and do it yeah if you think the benefits outweigh the risk let us know um thank you for listening stay tuned for our next episode that should be out soon